Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This episode of On Deck with Stancy is brought to you by Podmetrics. Whether you're a rookie at podcasting or a veteran or a super expert or somebody who's just doing it for fun since we have a little bit more extra time now that we're all stuck at home, you can actually use Podmetrics to know so much more about your show and who you're able to reach. You can get information like who's listening, where they are, what their profiles are like, even their listening habits. Podmetrics can take care of all of that and more so you can focus on creating better content. You can even integrate Podmetrics with Facebook and YouTube so you can get more data from your live streams. So if you're a podcaster or you want to start your own podcast, go check out podmetrics.co. Once again, that is podmetrics.co and sign up for free. So whether you've got hundreds of episodes under your belt or you're trying to figure out how to get from episode 1 to episodes 2, 3, 4, 100, 150, and beyond, Podmetrics can help you get to know your show and your listeners that much better. You can check it out today and sign up at podmetrics.co. Once again, that's podmetrics.co. And you can use my referral code on deck. That's O-N-D-E-C-K, just one word. And you can get a head start into the wonderful world of Podmetrics. Welcome to On Deck by Stan C. It's a radio podcast, it's an entertainment podcast, but it's also a live podcast. It's a show that gives you the real stories behind the people behind the mic. This week's guest is one of my old friends from Mellow 94.7. His real name is Dan Kubangay, but he's best known as Leo to both his radio listeners and to his audience in the esports community. He was a DJ on Mellow 94.7 for about 7 or 8 years, and like me, he was a product of the student DJ program over there called School of Jocks or SOJ. I got absorbed into the main roster in 2011, which was the year that Dan joined Mellow, and by the next year in 2012, he got hired, and for a few weeks, we were even partners on the weekends. We hosted a show called The Twisted TT or The Twisted Tag Team alongside our friend and former co-worker Cage. And it was a fun time because it was just three dudes all in our early to mid-twenties just being young guns on air, just joshing around and messing around with one another until one of us had to move to a different time slot. I think that was Leo first and then I moved out because Alex... Cage's former partner returned and they got to host their original show, The Twist, once again on the weekends. That's a story we'll get into in the podcast. We'll also talk about his origins in radio, how he started in Tiger Radio at UST, and how he eventually learned the news that he would no longer continue his time at Mellow 94.7 as a weekend DJ. From there, we get into esports and as a total noob, 
And Filthy Casual, I get to learn a little more about Dan's world and a little more about his work as a caster and how he was able to successfully pivot and use his training in radio to become a very proficient sportscaster to the point that he was part of the pioneering team that covered esports for the 2019 SEA Games. In fact, that's an achievement that I'm really happy Dan was able to get. And I'm so proud of him for making it that far. We've got all of those stories on deck for this week's episode of the podcast. But before we get to Dan and all of his stories, I just want to say thank you very much to everybody who bought from Lazada over the 99 sale last week. Whether you're a family member or a friend or somebody on my Twitter feed or somebody on my Instagram or on Facebook who saw my affiliate link and clicked it and bought stuff. I really appreciate that you used my link to get to the site or the app because the Podcast Network Asia family was able to record a record high in sales. Well, you know, it's a record high because it was the first time we did it, but still, it's no small feat to laugh at. And personally, as the host of On Deck, I'm really happy with the sales report that came in through my affiliate links. And I just got to say that it goes a long, long way towards keeping this podcast alive. So thank you. Thank you for helping me keep this dream alive. This is a podcast I've been wanting to do for the longest time anyway. And I guess the pandemic and us being stuck at home was a blessing in disguise because I get to do that and I get to make a little bit of money thanks to your support. And you can keep supporting the podcast as well by using this link until the end of September. It is tinyurl.com slash ondeckxlazada. Again, that's tinyurl.com slash ondeckxlazada. Just use that before you get to the site or the app and I get a small commission out of your purchase as long as you check out the product and the product gets delivered to your doorstep. All right, so thank you, thank you so much. And one more thing before we get to this week's interview, I just want to remind everybody that you can now register to vote in case you're a first-time voter or you switched addresses or you changed your name for whatever reason, like you got married or whatever. You can register to vote already and you can do so for the next year. And you can vote as long as you are 18 years old by May 9, 2022. You've been a resident of the Philippines for at least a year. And you've lived where you intend to vote for at least six months. And you are a citizen of the Philippines, not otherwise disqualified by law. And if you're a first-time registrant, there are just a few easy steps you can follow. One, you can download and fill out the form on votepilipinas.com. Just locate and visit your nearest active local office of the election officer. Don't sign the form yet. You have to do that in front of an election officer at the Comelec office. And then you submit your filled out application form. And then number two is you submit your filled out application form to the Comelec officer. Three, you get your biometrics done. And four, you receive your acknowledgement receipt and you wait for the application to be approved by the election registration board. This coming election is going to be super, super important. So please, please, please register to vote. Do what you can even as we observe the proper safety and health protocol. And if you want to know more, just check out VotePilipinas.com. I'm not being paid to say this or to show this at all. I just really care about where our country is going in the next X years. So please, help me out. Help yourself out. Help your children out. Help your grandchildren out. And please, register to vote. Tell everybody you know that their vote counts and their voice matters. All right, I've kept you long enough. It's time for me to talk to DJ Leo or Dan Kubangai. He's on deck. This was an episode that I was super psyched to do because I get to talk to someone who's a bit younger than me, who is, uh, I, I guess, 
I don't want to say less experienced, but you uh, you entered the industry after I did, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So like it, it's kind of weird that at one point I kind of stood as like a mentor figure to you guys, uh, you know. But like the way I see it, we're all fucking equals. So you know, uh, it's it's amazing how your career has got has has uh, taken you to so many places. So let me give you a proper introduction. He is a former radio DJ at Mellow 94.7 and he's now one of the eSports casters. Did I get yep. that right? Yep. One of the casters for the eSports division of ESPN5. Uh, Dan Kubangai or DJ Leo. Thank you for having me, Stan. Awesome to be uh, here with y'all on deck. Uh, actually, I have also been super excited to, to somehow be invited on the show. Because um, previously we've had all of our other friends on him like, one day, one day. And... Lo and behold, here we are. <laughs> so secretly, the podcast is really just an excuse for me to get in touch with all of our old friends and catch up and have these hour-long conversations. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, you know, uh, I, I guess to some people it kind of comes across that way. And I do promise to try and like branch out beyond my friend network. But I really wanted to have you on because I think you've got a very unique career path. And, um, you know, you were in radio for what? Uh, six, seven, eight years, was it? Yeah, I think better part of a decade because before Mellow, I was in USC Tiger Radio and I spent maybe a year and a half there. So put together, almost 10 years then. Let's start at the beginning here because mm. I want to know how you got into radio. I don't think we ever talked about this and I've known you this long. Yeah. So dude. how did you even <laughs> get into radio? Was it something that you were even a fan of? Was it something that you aspired to get into as a kid? You know what's crazy is a lot of the amazing things in my life uh, have this weird theme, have this like... So, you want to do this or nah? Maybe I'll try it. And then, it just happens to be the thing that I stick with. So, same thing with, with, with radio. Um, and radio is one of those things that I remember very vividly. Making a decision to try and it stuck. Because, you know how you are in like your, your freshman year and your sophomore year in college? Yung hindi mo pa alam yung gusto mong gawin. Like, you have your course, for sure. Yeah, yeah. When you get to graduate, when you're doing your thesis, things are a little more clear. But, as a freshman and a sophomore... You're just coasting, right? So, um, my number one goal, getting into college, after, you know, after after meeting girls, after, like, finding myself, <laughs> you know, stuff, you know, stuff like that, was was very simple, man. I just wanted to be in an air-conditioned room. Ganun ka simple, ganun ka base, ganun ka primal yung gusto sa buhay. So, I figured it out uh, in my sophomore year that the, the, the way to do that was to get into an org. Okay. It's it's super dumb, but <laughs> but at that point I was all like, I feel like if I get into an org in TYK, so this is USD, right? Tanyan Key. If I get into an org in TYK, pwede automambay don, malamig don. And dude, because there are like weird long breaks in college, right? Mga six hours, eight hour break, and that was my goal. Yeah. So ayon, one time uh, a friend of mine, um, Nestor Ocampo, uh, buddy of mine till now. Uh, was was doing prod work for for Tomashan Cable Television UST uh, UST's media org right and he said uh, Dan, medyo magaling ka magsalita may ginagawa ba during breaks wala nagdodota lang alam mo naman and then it's like bago mo magtry dito because uh, UST Tiger Radio then was undergoing uh, somewhat of a revival because the program went was on and off on and off for like a couple of years then tapos this year I think that was 2010 or 20 yeah 2010 that year it was Again, a revival year. So, parang ginanahan ulit yung mga tao. So, nagahanap sila ng active uh, people. I don't want to say talents because everyone was just really shooting the shit uh, to try out. 
And apparently, I fell in love with it, you know? Like, day in, day out, after boarding. So again, it was a super basic form of what we were about to do then, years down the line. I, I yeah. developed a taste for it. So essentially, na ako. So I would just jump at every single mo, uh, every single uh, chance, every moment that I could sit in the booth at, at UST's EdTech, you know, at the library, to do it. That's na ako. So that's, that was a start, essentially. What about it drew you into the industry? Or what about the craft was something that just lured you in? Because you mentioned that all you wanted was to be in an air-conditioned yeah, dude. Room, to be part of an org <laughs> that allowed you to bask in the air conditioning yep. in a you know in a tropical country. <laughs> yeah. So there has to be something that lured you in. I guess it was just uh, a good intersection of, of a lot of my know, a lot of my interests. So for sure I I, I was I was okay with the mic. Um I, I've always had this, like my parents would put me up to um those those um what do they call those? Monologue contests. So I, I've been groomed for 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 this kind of industry at a very young age and then um music was always great i remember being a four-year-old five-year-old being exposed to stuff like the carpenters michael jackson the eagles uh stuff that my mom and dad would listen to so and they were not shy to tell me about it so already the love for music was there and i guess just just meeting people was was cool uh it's still cool to me but uh, I do have my introvert tendencies today. Uh, but yeah, whenever it's for, for something that allows me to talk to them and you know to get to know them, uh, that, that, was, that was always a fun uh, idea from then till now. It's, it's for work. Uh, and ayun, put them all together and it was that perfect mix. And then I was somewhat good at it. Because first time ko palang, and it's this group of people in the org who are like, you know, bilib na bilib sila na, this person is reliable and he can take care of it so he can lock things down so parang natuwa ako dun. like that, that that was like a perfect storm for me and yeah that that kind of led me to to want to pursue it even further so uh you're what midway through college i think uh, i think you said first year second year college and then was it the following mm-hmm. year that uh, yeah. mellow opened its doors for yung school of jocks yep perfect man perfect exactly that is how it is but uh i don't know if, if you know this I'm sure I went on it. I went to Magic first. Oh no, I didn't uh, know this. I there you, you didn't what? Okay, well, I I went for the JJ audition first, uh, and it was literally a weekend prior. No, I think the SOJ auditions was like some weekend in May. Um, the weekend prior was the JJ auditions, and man, that was a grueling uh, experience. Parang pumila on mga eight to ten hours at Red Box Greenbelt. Jesus. And maybe met a handful of folks there. I, I, I swear this is a true story. The guy next to me told me, like it was this bad that the weight was so bad that this guy next to me. I don't know if he's just a weirdo or talagang bored na lang siya na nakwento niya na sa akin yon. Um, this guy told me that he jerked off like 13 times in a day, and then okay. I don't know. That that's that's just just that's such as a true. It's it's a true experience. That's why it's never left my mind. I cannot make this up even if Thank I want to. Thank you for scaring me along yeah, with just you. Just a perspective as to there you go. You're welcome. As to how long the experience was. So I was in line eight to ten hours, uh, and at the end of the line, uh, it was CJ and a few JJs. Uh, I think Jam was one of them. Kaya ako si Jam. Kaya ako si Jam because that's where we met first at at the JJ auditions and. 
ayun, um, they said, we really like you, but we need, we, we're gonna ask you to come back next year. So that was scarring to me, you know? Young Leo. Mm-hmm. Well, no, I wasn't Leo then. I did not know uh, what I would have become then. But yeah, it was scarring to me. So I was depressed that weekend. And then, may sa akin, man, gusto mo mag, ano, mag-try sa Melo 94.7 SOJ. It's happening next weekend. And I remember this guy asked me after a, a depression nap. Like, I was sad, so I okay. took a nap, and then I woke up. And then I replied, okay, dude, let's, let's go to this one. And then, yeah, um, showed up. Uh, I think Melo's audition was a little shorter. Uh, instead of eight to ten hours, it was just like a three-hour line. A little line. shorter. It was so, so much shorter. I, was number... like, I, re- I remember uh, you know, people you would be lining up. <laughs> two, three hours, which compared to like the stories of mm-hmm. the JJ program and their auditions, and you know, no disrespect to their auditions or their training program whatsoever. It's just... Uh, it was just really so much shorter. Yung yung satin, about Mello. Um, you know, for for listeners who aren't yeah, familiar more, yeah. with SOJ, it stands for School of Jocks, and that's the student DJ yes. program uh, that ran for a little over a decade at Mello ninety four seven, where uh, where Dan and I used to work, and um, our mentors Chris and Chloe, they they were the ones who founded that program. So, uh, can you take me through that experience yeah. of auditioning at Mello because? I never went through that process. Like the the audition process that you guys went through, was Iba so ba? different. Iba ba kayo? Yeah, yeah, it was so different. When I auditioned in 2010, and uh, it was individual lang. Eh. Like whoever showed up and wanted to audition could audition, and then Chris and Chloe would interview them. You'd sit down in the prod booth, and then you'd record see, a two I or see. three minute spiel, and then boom, tapos na. They would decide from that recording whether or not you got in. So I think your batch mm. was the first batch where we tried okay. to treat it like a real screening process, kind okay. of like, uh, I, I guess, a tamer version of Magic's audition process. So I don't know. Take me through yours because I, I really don't remember. Well, you were in the panel then. I would re- I, I remember that much for sure. You were in the panel. You were at like the, the, the last or the second to the last room I had to go to then. But essentially, yeah, you were uh, invited. we were invited to um, the Mellow Studio, uh, ninth floor, Paragon Plaza. Uh, and then... You, you you sign in you you you're assigned a number I, I remember I think um, but like you kind of know what number you are based on the, the where you were in the line no and I think I was in the the upper half panaman or maybe but under 100 sub 100 this was like a hot year for SOJ kasi lumampas tayo sandaan I think that much I know and then the line would pass all the way through the corridors hangga elevator nga yata eh. past the bathrooms for sure wow and then okay uh, you filled up a, a little sheet Signed it in, then they would let you in slowly, um, and then yon you would there would be like a first station wherein it was like a alam ko isang preliminary interview, recording, and then your panel something like that. Tapos your panel okay. had two versions, one had you, the other one had Kyle, or parang like shifting din kayo like the way we used to do it in the following years. But obviously, sabi mo nga, this I didn't know this, but this was the first time it happened this way. Because the future times that we did it, major level up. We did it at like a KTV place. We did like a laser tag place. Yeah, so, parang, yeah. You know, I guess that was like the 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 precursor to how we would eventually do it. But yeah, it was line, um, preliminary interview, recording, and then like a another panel wherein you ask them for like a talent show or something like that or like mas masinsinan. Okay. Uh, All right. Uh. Was I an asshole during that panel round? Not really, no. Um, okay, good. Yeah, <laughs> good. I'm relieved. Yeah, no. Actually, <laughs> you you laughed at my jokes. My my talent then I, re- I think I remembered was like some weird stand up comedy thing. 
I don't know. So yeah. uh, you went through the audition process, and if I remember things correctly, we we announced who got in the program. I think about a week or a couple of weeks after you you came in for the audition, mm-hmm. right? So yes. uh, naturally, your name yes. was included among yes. those who were accepted. And um, do you remember what it was like coming to the station for the first time as a trainee, as a student DJ? Like, did you have any expectations? And oh, yeah. uh, did the training meet your expectations? Or did you feel like, oh, napaka-intimidating pala? Like, I thought it was all friendly and fun. Well, one is I remember, this is how momentous that, that, that occasion was. I remember the moment wherein in announced siya mismo. Like, the hour to this day that I remember how the poster looks it was like 12 13 names and i was somewhere down the bottom and then uh, i remember i think uh, this is how old uh this memory is they were gonna be we were gonna get called through landline dude that's how old that <laughs> 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 was part of the process I said, uh, yeah we will announce it on facebook but just the same we will call you on landline i'm like i think i'm just waiting for that call so i think uh hindi ako natawagan so did we call you up on landline no, that's the thing did somebody call hindi you because we were at home i remember we were outside but i found out that it was announced because i was on another person's face uh, another person's pc because it was a family thing Parang weekending kasi yun eh. yeah so we were at a family uh gathering so yeah um my first day was like let's say may siya announced diba june yata yung first call to the station and I, right. we have pictures of that moment. And I was wearing this blue, green and black plaid shirt and like a V-neck that had some weird text on it. My hair was up like this. What's that my pictures, dude? And it was just a happy day, dude. I said like, oh, look at these people. I'm going to share my life with these people because this is the start of the rest of our lives. So it was such uh-huh. an experience, but just the same. Um, I think it also... There were... Sure, there were some expectations that it would be like... Um, I don't know. At that point, day one, it felt like everything was high school musical. Like everyone was just like a singing and dancing shit. I'm like, yeah, let's go. Like, mm, okay. I'm about to get my radio on. Parang yun yung feeling. But eventually, when it came to like these training days, I'm not. I don't remember when training days were. Yeah. Ko lang, we were to call our own training days. And yeah, now that you mention it, it really was all mostly on Chris and Chloe. Because at the end, when when things were crumbling down, when people weren't showing up, when 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 people were acting up, it came down to the people who really cared, who would cooperate with Chris and Chloe, who would really learn. So, I remember two or three months down the line, dun ko medyo na figure out yung yeah. training. Uh, how do we say my my training uh, pattern? So I think I locked down Tuesday and Thursday, or Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday during their show. So, parang ganon. And um, that's when I kind of started to feel like, oh shit, they mean business. Because dun ako nasisigawan. Dun nangyayari yun. When you're alone or when you're just with another SJ yeah. but they're eating, dun ka sisigawan ni Chris and Chloe. And you know what? I'm, I'm forever thankful, dude. Like, um, I did not expect it. But now, I'm so thankful that it happened, that they trained us that way. Let's get into the uh, th- those moments na masisigawan ka or, you know, mapapagalitan ka because you fucked up. And normally in radio, yun lang naman yeah. talaga yung dahilan eh, why you would, uh, why you'd get yelled at because it's a very high-pressure situation. And uh, mm-hmm. when you're a student DJ, you don't have the KBP license. You're not the one whose job is on the line. If you fail to play a commercial and the client calls up, and goes mm-hmm. apeshit because their commercial, which they paid for, didn't get played. Did not. 
it's yeah. technically still yeah. not your fault as a student. Because it's the DJ's fault, right? So yeah. I guess that kind of mm-hmm. uh, takes you through the mind naman and the pressure of the DJ who's training the student. So like, uh, from from yeah. your perspective, do you remember why? Like, do you remember those first few fuck ups and and how rattled you were, or how you got yourself out of it, or how somebody bailed you out of it? But before you answer that question, Leo, let's check out the other shows from PNA, like this one. Hey you, sorry to interrupt your podcast listening pleasure. Wonderful choice of podcast, by the way. My name is Sam O, and I have a podcast too. It's called The Narrow Door. It's an ecumenical podcast, which means we talk about everything Christian. I mean, I got a panel on everything, so go give it a listen after this one, okay? Alright, thanks. See you there. Um, you know what? I, I don't think... I was ever on the receiving end of that kind of pagalit. Kasi never naman yata ako nagkamali wherein kasama yung client or it was a commercial involved. I think uh, now that we're reliving these moments, I think I remember two very specific uh, fuck-ups, right? One is, remember how you're supposed to when you're ending something, you don't kill it. You have to, you fade it out. Yeah. And yeah. like two or three times in the, in the night, I killed it. And then Chloe, at, the, at like the last time, she just look at me really bad. I'm like, I know that sounds bad. I'm sorry. So, yun yung, yun yung isang fuck up na parang, never ko siya nagets until I'm like, narinig ko siya. Like, alright, don't just kill it. Fade it down. So, that one was yeah, a little... referring to the music, like not abruptly cutting yes. a song. Yeah, music. Letting, it, letting the sound fade out. Yes, music or better, anything that you need to talk into. Kahit commercial man yan, that you need to like jump in at some point, any point. It's never kill it. It's fade it down and then play whatever the next is. Next thing is. Yeah. Um, so that was one. And then the other would be this one. This one like is 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 like it, it plays in both you know how in like movies like let's say Inception, where in especially during that that uh, that that climax, the, the last thirty minutes of the movie, where in they're like in different levels of the dream and different yeah. things are happening in the same parts of the dream. So this is, in my head, this memory is happening both when I'm five years old and when I was like 18 years old. Because when I was five, dude, my mom would, 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 would scream at me and like figuratively beat the shit out of me for saying, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Because technically, in the early 90s, I'm gonna does not exist. It's I'm going to. So I remember very vividly, while doing homework. Anak, there is no I'm gonna, I'm going to. That's I'm writing it in my notebook. And then now, fast forward, or today, rewind, um, to this moment wherein we're doing spiel practice and Chris is screaming at me. It's like, I would talk, diba? And he would just turn off the mic and say, shut up, just shut up. Why? It's like, stop adding shit. Because whenever because that's how we uh, that's how we were trained is you learn the basics so that you're able yeah. to add the cool shit later on. But I kept adding that cool shit. That's why my whole spiel just ended up sounding shitty. So I would be like the basic would be like um nine four seven sounds good. You just heard da 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 da. Moving on da 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 da. And I would always go nine four seven sounds good. My name is da da da. That's pinipilit ko na may swag. And I know now that I was just being taught the right way. Pero dati like. Spiel after spiel, and again, couple or a few times that same night, I would get the bad eye, and continue lang, pinagtaasan na ako ng kamay. Is that what they say? Basta, I just know that I was in trouble because I kept trying to do something that was wrong. So, this is real funny to me because um, 
I don't know. I for, for some reason I was never really on the receiving end. Yung parang oh pagagalita kana nung DJ on board, you know. Um, mm-hmm. I I was kind of lucky, I guess, uh, that I was never on the receiving end of that. But I did see a lot of the student DJs who came after me, like you. Now you know they uh, they went through a lot of that stuff. So you know, um, hearing this firsthand from you. Uh, it's it's just a very different perspective. So nakatuwasha mm-hmm. in, in in a way, medyo nakatakot because you're actually describing it in a very in a very detailed manner. Yeah, no, it's, so, it's because I appreciate it though, to be honest, because that's how I am now with a lot of the kids I'm working with in, in this new industry. I would be the same, like no question, I would do the same thing, like stop adding shit, because you barely know the basics. Stop adding shit. So that's something I picked up, and it's affected me just super positively now. Moving on, and ayun, I'm, I'm kind of glad I did. Like, super love you, Chris. How long did it take from when uh, you started training to when you eventually got hired? Oh, this is a conversation you and I have had, dude. And I know how long you gave yourself the ultimatum, <laughs> and then how long I was like, Sige, let's, let's see how to do this. Um, I was, I think it was a year and a half. A year and a half before I was, like, absorbed. All right. I remember, I think it was okay. you and I who talked about it that you gave yourself a year, right? Yeah, I, I gave myself like six months, I think. Because it's so long, I was like, no, I'm going to be the best fucking student DJ in this place. That they're uh, going to hire me within six months. Like that, that was my mentality. Uh, but yeah, um, I think I was in the program for a little over a year before I got absorbed. I think it was maybe a year and six months, a year and five, something like that. Kasi alam ko unang na, uh, na absorb was my partner then, Reza. She ab- she got absorbed first and I guess technically I was just like I was like halfway more than halfway out the door cuz or in the door cuz I was already pinch hitter. So I think that was that was like the next level after uh student DJ. That was like Charmeleon before the Charman the, the Charizard. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I remember uh, how this happened. I think um this was the time when I took a break from radio and then I went to Taiwan. For mm-hmm. uh, for that summer internship, and then uh, my partner at the time, uh, si Cage, needed to have somebody to bounce off of because his regular mm-hmm. partner Alex was also away. So with me yeah. and Alex both gone, they got you to take my place, and then that accelerated your uh, you getting hired. That's how I remember it. Tamaba, am I remembering it correctly? I don't know, man. In in my eyes, it was just an opportunity. Like in my eyes, it it didn't matter how it happened, as long as they were they were telling me Dan. Here is a show, Dan. Board go with this person, Dan. Like I was just gonna jump at any opportunity. Kung kaya, I would have taken it. So that's how I saw it. And yeah, you're right. Now that now that you say it, oh no, you were you and Alex were, were clocked out at the time. Yeah, yeah. Because I remember when I came back, and we were short-handed. Yeah. Yeah, we were short-handed in time then. Um, and and then when I came back, parang clogged naman yung time slot then because there were there were three of us guys, also testosterone and broy na parang. What the fuck? Uh, the management is like, what the fuck are we gonna do with uh, these yeah. three young guns? Na lat madaldal and super testosterone. Like I think our show at the time we called it the Twisted TT or the Twisted Tag Team, right? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> that was, it was like, Those were good times. It it was like the five to nine or five to eight p.m. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Pre, para siyang pre, ano, para siyang pre-game. Right. Like you listen to this shit on the way to the club, and it's like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, speak for yourself. I was never big on the clubs. I, I was more of the hangout at the restaurant or hangout at the bar kind of guy. But yeah, uh, you know, if, if you want a pregame before uh, yeah, you, you it, go and, and get drunk with your friends on the weekend, yeah, if, we were the show works, that you would listen to. Yeah. 
So when you got into the program, you didn't really know who you were going to be yet, but you were one of those few DJs from like my generation who chose a radio mm-hmm. name. Because Leo isn't your, your legal name. It's not in your birth certificate. It's not in your government uh, documents or whatever. At so all. where did Leo come from? Yeah. I'm going to ask about the name yeah. and your personality. Like, where did that all come from? Here's, here's, here's what's funny. Like, um, Leo is not even in anyone... In consanguinity, it's not even a single line from me, right? Like, usually, when you take a name or, or when you do a namesake for someone, it's like a single line consanguinity. Like, it's my brother, my uncle, my dad, right? it's someone close. Or, like, a best friend. But at this point, when I look back at it, it's just my, my, my late grandfather on my mom's side. His name was Leonides. Shalang yung parang masasabi kong idol nakilala ko that was named Leo. But at the time, 2011, it, it, that wasn't the case. I don't know how I ended up with Leo, but for sure I can tell you, I had worse names, man. I had worse names on the line that I'm so glad, like, oh, wow, I really dodged the bullet there. <laughs> so this whole, yeah, this whole naming thing, of course, came down to, again, our mentors, Chris and Chloe. And I would have, I, I threw names. I think it was mostly Chloe who was on with me here. Uh, see, Chris, I, I guess he was busy with other stuff. So I was throwing stuff at Atadean. And... One of the names that came up was like Spencer. So, like, okay. <laughs> I, I don't know, dude. Again, you're young and you're in radio and not all your ideas are going to be good. So I'm glad she talked me out of that. And uh-huh. then you just don't look like a Spencer. All right, cross that out. And then my next one was like was, was Dante. Because my dad, uh, my, my late father's name, Dante. Yeah. And sobrang idol ko yung dad ko. He's like, he's a, he's a silent strong type and he's like just do your job do it well and like his life story is like yo if i can be half the guy this this dude is that'd be great but whenever i would practice it and i think i did go on air on the soj show or or any other prior to debuting as an actual dj as dante as sj dante and i don't know it just tickled chloe and chris and chloe the wrong way because i would say it like this um, well, Metal Knight for Seven sounds good. S- it's SJ Dante, and it was just so sleazy, and I understand now. Yeah. So they, they 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 got me to cross that out too, and then I think it came <laughs> down to the very last minute, and I don't know, dude. Like Leo was just one of those things that just popped. Like I don't know what it is. Like I wish I had a better story. I wish I do. Honestly, uh-huh. I do. But it just came down to that last day, wherein. Eric, what is it? Is it going to be Dan? Because they honestly hated Dan. Because it rhymed with your name. And it was such like it was such a basic sound. That it could have been drowned out by somebody coughing. So okay. it was super un... Uh, it was super... Uh, what's the opposite of memorable? So uh, forgettable. Basic. There you go. Yeah, so there forgettable so basic. basic. Right, right. Yeah, so I just came up with Leo. And it stuck. And... There you go. Ten years later, it's it's still there. How did you come up with the personality that you would convey on air? Because um, you know everybody's got their different radio personas, diba. Right? Uh, for some people, it's just really an extension of themselves. For some people, they play a character. Uh, with you, like all this time I've known you, it's always been um, uh, somewhere in between. It's like yeah. part of it is an extension of you, but the other part is also a character that isn't you in real life. Like not the guy yeah. I would hang out with for drinks. Yeah. Yeah. Um. How'd I come up with it? Well, for sure, yeah. Ha- a part of it is just really me. Like the stuff I like, stuff I enjoy, my interests, my principles, my morals. But I guess the other half uh, came out of the 
the desire to, to draw the line. Because I feel like when I turn on the mic or when I'm at work, I want there to be a line. I don't want this to bleed into my, my day. So when I come home, when I unplug, I don't want to be the same dude. Because it's yon. to be honest, when, when the lines are blurred. So, yeah, I guess I kind of tweaked it. I added a little more, shaved, like shaved off a few edges, and then added a little over the top here and there. And, and, and that's, that's what came out. So, yeah, it, it's not too tiring. It's not because it's not completely fake. You know? It, yeah. it, it's not like I'm pretending or pulling out from under or in me something that is not true at all. It's just, it's, it's a modification. It's a, parang, yeah, again, that it's, it's a characterization of who I really am so that whenever I unplug, you can tell the difference. Okay. Or I can tell the difference too. So it's mostly it's mostly for me too. Yeah, because that's important. Like you have to be able to turn that switch off and just go back mm-hmm. to being you. I think that's what a lot yeah. of people um, don't realize about our work. And um, this is going to sound really funny. And I don't mean to say this in a disparaging way at all. But I listen to podcasts featuring porn stars. And they talk about how they have to turn that switch off where they stop being the porn star on camera and just mm-hmm. being themselves. Yeah. So... Um, like when I heard that, I was like, "This is the closest I've ever been able to relate to a porn star, and I love it." Now I do as well. Thank you. But I kind of know. I kind of know that they really do because it's, it's, it's again, you you. Well, although I do know that some of them um, are are like again, just like us, extensions of who they really are when they perform. Yeah, of course. But I just heard this from a friend. I heard this from a friend. So it's it's not firsthand experience by any means. It's from a friend. Leo, you and I were two of the youngest DJs on Mellow 94.7 for such a long time. And for that alone, I really appreciate you because the two of us were on the same wavelength on something that not a lot of people in the company could really relate to. And we'll talk about that. But before we move on, let's take a quick break. Nasubukan mo na bang diligay ng suka ang uhaw na lumpia? Kapag ba ang palay naging bigas, ibig sabihin may bumayo? Totoo bang pagdumikit, kumakapi? Tired of hidden messages? Listen to Quickie PH, a collection of Tagalog short stories for your listening pleasure. Makinig ka na! Promise, masarap habang mainit. Quickie PH, available on all major podcast platforms. Okay, let's talk about yung time natin at Mellow as the young kids there because i think throughout most if mm. not uh, the entirety of our runs there we were the kids like we were the uh, we were the two people who were born after the 80s in that entire company right um i don't for know sure. if you ever felt for this sure. but i always yeah. felt like it was kind of we were kind of in a weird spot nah yeah you know it's good that we have these kids around because we're going to uh, have them be part of our pipeline be part of the future but you know uh, at, at the same time mm-hmm. Parang, no, like, know your place. Hanggang dito ka lang in terms of, uh, like, yeah. what you can suggest and all that. Yeah. And again, I'm not taking a shit on Mellow. I, I love Mellow. I have uh, a lot of good things to say about mm-hmm. my time there. It's just that, I mean, as a kid in a company, especially when you're a fresh grad or you're, you're still super idealistic coming out of college na, oh, look at me and all these things I know. I want to implement this and that, this and that, this and that. And you go there and you realize na, mm-hmm. um, that for, for some people, there's still that attitude that if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Did you ever feel that? Yeah, no, definitely I felt it. And uh, I guess that's why I also, I was so surprised when they gave me my own show. 
and I was all like, whoa, this is this is new. Did not expect y'all to do this. Thank you. But just the same, even if it was my own show, alam ko may linya din yon. Alam ko may boundaries din yon. So, um, yeah, I also understood that our place was always, we were going to be the butt of some jokes. Or there was always going to be some things when they describe it, ah, si Danto, ah, si Stanyan. And they would be like, yeah, we're just the youngest. It is what it is. And uh, I don't know, it was just... Again, at some point, it's it's, it's 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 how it is when you're part of family, you know. Like we were the little yeah. brothers, and between you and me, again. So I just have to take that. I have to understand that, and it's nice to be that way too because at least naalagaan din tayo. Just as much as we cannot like push the envelope, they're also protecting us in some to some extent. Mostly for me, I, at least naramdaman ko, especially being uh, how do you say in my little bubble in the weekend. There were some things that went on that I didn't even hear about until it was done, until it was over. So I'm like, all right, I guess work continues. So it was both a plus and a minus for me, and I kind of shut out the minus. So I just went on my merry way. I always felt this frustration um, during my time at Mellow, being one of the youngest uh, people on the roster, just because um, I would look at the generation that came before us, right? sina, sina Chris, Chloe, uh, Marco, Indy, the, mm-hmm. um, those guys. And how uh, they always felt some sort of kinship that I knew I could never be a part of just because I didn't come up from their same n- n- same time that they did, didn't have some of those experiences, but not part of their generation. And yeah. it, it's not a dig on them. It's just that wala pa ako sa life stage where they're at. And that's yeah. one of the reasons I was drawn to you because I was like, yeah, you know, uh, Dan gets it. He's right around the same age as I am. So, like, he, he gets it. So that's one of the things I really appreciated yeah. about you. Now you know you would go to work, and you would bring I think your 3D Espa at the time. I'm not sure if my Switch and I was still there, uh, but like you would come in and play Pokemon mm-hmm. during your board work, and I'd be like, yeah, like that's my guy. <laughs> like that's exactly the thing that I. Yeah, would I, do. I totally get it, and I think it's it's more of, um, to me, I understand that frustration, dude. Because just the same, now that now that we're putting it into context. Those our mentors, you know, at the indie, Nell, Chris and Chloe, they're they're like our distant brothers and sisters, like in age age gap. Pero nanjamparin sila, like alam mo like alam mong the stuff that they worry about are different from what we worry about, but they still check in on us, and we want to be part of their world. It's just that we can't because it's just so distant. Because we're not there. Yeah, yet. I mean, it's not, it's not a yet. matter of numbers. It's a matter of mindset. And when we go out, sure, those lines are blurred. But when we go back to work, dun mo siya mararamdaman talaga na parang, yeah, I guess, when it's my time, it's my time. And then, you know, parang mag... It's like a co-working space. As in, like, their work workplace is different from ours, but we use the same mics and board, nonetheless. So, that's that's kind of the metaphor I'm going for here. And, yeah, most definitely. I, I, uh, I felt the same way. And I just wish there was more people our age. And when these... Other people in our age started to come in. Parang nawala na rin yung amor ko to, to find that place. When when Joe came in, when Percy and Ryan were around. Parang wala na rin. It's like, wala na, this is just what it is. And you were on the way out by then too. Right. So, so like, I guess. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you, you mentioned kanina that bubble, uh, the weekend bubble. Because mm-hmm. um, for, I think your entire time on radio, you were on the weekends. Just truffled yeah. around through different time slots. Yeah. And I remember when I was on the weekend, I kept telling myself that 
um, this is not my final time slot. Like, I'm going to find my way into the weekday slot because in my head, um, that was the barometer for success. Like, if I were on the weekdays, that's when I knew that the company had uh, had faith in me, mm-hmm. had trust in me mm-hmm. to uh, to like put on a good show and yeah. be professional enough and all that, mm-hmm. all that jazz. Mm-hmm. Um, h- how did you see your time on, on the weekends? Because ako, not to disrespect the weekend shift, but I always wanted to get out of it because I felt like there was a bigger world out there. Yeah, um, I get it. I understand, and I see how that's uh, a valid point. No, and some at some point in my career in radio. Nagets ko rin yun eh. Napag-isipan ko rin yun. Na parang, dude, you've been here in the deck with the weekends for what? Five years now? Hanggang dito ka nalang ba? And, because I know for sure that the weekdays, that was the shit. That that was prime time. That was the main event. Kumbaga. Because that's where all the, the big ads were. That's where all the good guests were coming in. And the weekend was all about like, easy listening. Parang, parang chill na lang eh when you go to the weekend because people may or may not turn their radios on during the weekend but it's the weekday. Yeah. Talagang yun nila yan because they're in their cars, they're in their offices, stuff like that. So, personally, those thoughts weren't so loud naman to be honest. I just was happy to be on the radio and I, I leveraged uh, my, my weekend situation uh, to my advantage. I, I kind of used that to say, man, kung hindi ka nasa weekend tas yung mga guests na gusto mong imbitahin uh, were to be invited to the weekday, they wouldn't make it. Uh, so, yeah, I a lot of my connections today, uh, my, my, my network in, in esports and gaming, I met through my weekend shift on Mellow. And again, they were only really available because it was the weekend. And if it was the weekday then, parang masyadong tight. And not just for them, even for, for the, week, the weekdays. Because who would listen to a 30-minute, 45-minute guesting of, of this niche hobby on like a tight Wednesday evening, it, it just doesn't right, fit. Right, makes so sense. Yeah, yeah. I was just kind of glad uh, with 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 that as it happened, but for sure, as 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 you moved into the week weekday, uh, and then everyone else was starting to be like, you know, you take this slot or you move over here. Siguro na lang. I I felt a little left uh, left in the dust, but just the same. Pampalubag loob that they gave me my own time slot, which was sundown. Uh, and it felt great. Like that was that was good for me. So um, again, pluses and minuses. But I guess the, the the desire was there, but I channeled it elsewhere. Can I just say that I will always take it against you that you never went with sunset funset. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna play with the <laughs> word <laughs> sun. <laughs> like you're trying to figure out a name, and then uh-huh. me being the troll that I am, I was like, "Oh, let's go with the Keenan and Kel reference." Sunset, funset. <laughs> well, I, I think we were so far detached from Keenan and Kel at that time because it was just, it was just old enough that we don't care, but not far enough to be nostalgic about it yet. So, like, dude, let's just sundown is fine. So. <laughs> Let's talk about the esports thing because um, way before you ever became a caster, mm. you mentioned that you were already talking to these esports personalities on the radio. Yeah. And uh, this was the mid 2010s, which seems like such a lifetime ago because of the mm. uh, because of the fucking pandemic. Yeah. Uh, but this was a time where esports wasn't really a thing yet here. It was so niche, about as niche as wrestling. Mm-hmm. And um, as you mentioned, these personalities were not full time esports. Uh, we're not making money from esports full time, so they only had the weekends to go out and meet with you. So, how did you get into the esports community in the first place, and how did you learn to touch base with all these different people? 
in the first place, um, I, I've, I've always been a gamer for, for the longest time. And um, that's a good question. I don't know. Uh, half of the guests that I uh, worked with or that I had the pleasure of meeting through Sundown or, or even through the morning after, uh, the, the first show I was given uh, when I went... Uh, when I got absorbed into Melo, um, as I as I connected with them, maybe they were like two or three uh, connections down the line, like kilalani ganito ganito. So pa connect ako. So it was that, or I just straight up messaged them, like hi, uh, I'm my name is Dan Kubangay, also DJ Leo from Melo, ganyan ganyan. Can I can I have you on my show? I want to be able to like let my listeners know about ganyan ganyan ganyan. And it worked like half the time and. I think it worked with this with the right people. So, yeah, like I really put myself out there, and I really leveraged again that evening slot. You know that that 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. on a weekend, like that was sweet for for anybody who had nothing else to do that day. So, yeah, um, that's how I got to meet these people. But to be in the community as I am now, I couldn't say that back then in the 2010s. I was I was super in my own little bubble because I would what be playing on my Xbox 360, again on my 3DS, maybe a little PC game here or there. Pero never on, you know, I was never on the ground for these tournaments, for these grassroots, for for the start of the esports community as we know it now, as the industry as we know it now. So in that sense, major late bloomer ako. Like compared to the other folks I'm working with today, I'm, I'm a little yeah. younger in the industry compared to them. But just the same, that's because, alam mo yun, may mo ako elsewhere. So. It, right, it, it, right. It's sharing, sharing the growth. At the time when you were just uh, getting your getting your feet wet into esports and meeting all these people, did you foresee that esports would blow up the way it has? That it would become a legitimate industry at this point? No, no. I mean, back then, at early 2010s, I would only see the big events like the international, worlds for for league uh, stuff like that on social media. Pero never gonna isip na locally we would have our own equivalents. And that would, yeah, it that it, it would bloom into what would become an industry. Yeah. And back then, I, I never thought that, uh, except for maybe a very select few, that it would be a a full time thing or like it would again bloom into an industry that would give people livelihood that could survive even through a pandemic. That that it keeps chugging. It's a train that keeps chugging. So. Yeah, it's a, it's a surprise because back then I would always ask my guests, so what do you do during the day? Because <laughs> it's, it's like music. Like it's, a lot of musicians that we know locally have day jobs, right? So back then I would always ask my guests, so yeah. right, right. what do you do during the day, like weekdays? Ano ginagawa mo kung esports or, or gaming? And very few of them would say, no, this is my full time. Very few, like literally a, hand, a select handful. But every, everyone else would be saying like, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, in, I'm in a BPO. Or uh, I work here and there, da 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 da. So yeah, now it's it's great. Like how how far the industry has gone. So you left radio what a couple years ago? Tama ba? Was it 2018 or or 2017? 2019. 2019. 2019. Okay. Um, can can you take me through how it happened? Because I was long gone from Mellow then. So like, what happened? Yeah, and and yeah. how did your run in radio come to an end at least for the time being? Crazy dude. So yeah, I don't think. This has been told. This is an on-deck exclusive. Breaking news. On-deck exclusive. Yeah. Um, this all, this, this, the way it started was like sometime in October. Uh, Boss Luigi from Melo kind of sent me an ominous message. He was all like, 
Leo, how And I, I love it because Boss Luigi is like a dad. You know, he like checks in on you yeah. whenever he can. Absolutely. And I did not make much of it. I'm like, okay, naman po, boss. What's up? Kumusta? Uh, like, how are you? And he's like, okay, naman. Uh, may time ka ba? When can, can when can we talk? When can we have coffee? And I'm like, this is nothing. This is nothing new. Like, we have done this before. Like, especially after I lost my folks in 2014, uh, he checked in on me then too. So I'm like. Maybe he's just doing rounds. He's just checking on his folk, checking on his people. Yeah. you know. And then, so I go, boss, I'm I'm free. This this this. So we ended up setting our meeting like maybe two or three weeks down the line. Yeah. Because of course he's a busy man, and I was working nights then. Uh, I I had a streaming gig uh, back in 2018, um, and I was working a weird graveyard shift. So meron kami one morning na parang swak. So we said, okay, we'll meet here. Uh, we'll have coffee at the Starbucks. And that day came, I really didn't mean make much of it, but in my head, I was thinking two things, no? One, oh shit, time to get the weekdays! <laughs> so, parang, kung kaya ko siyang ising it between my streaming, then boom, let's get that paper, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, and it's either that or, yun nga, like, I, I gotta find what to do after radio. Like, this is gonna be crazy. So, yeah, um... That day came and um, he, he laid it down like, so yeah, some things are changing, ganyan, ganyan, ganyan. As much as we'd like to, to keep you on, you've been very good to us and your family. Um, ayun, it, it felt like it was both band-aiding it and just the same, I felt like it was coming anyways. Yeah. So it, it was not at all a, a bitter goodbye because that was what, two months leading up to when I had to say goodbye because I think he said to me, uh, until January na lang. Something like that. Right? Yeah. So, as in like the turn of the year. Nag-record pa ako ng Christmas and New Year special. So, malinis. Right. Um, so, I'm like, yes boss, thank you. Like, no no, no problems at all, sir. I understand. And I still do today. Like, no, uh, no, no, no uh, bad feelings at all. It's just the way things are. And luckily, I, I made it. Luckily, I survived. You know? But, um, yeah, the, that, uh, that night or that week, I was like, ah, oh, man, like, I guess things are going to change. And, yeah, I've had radio for longer than than most relationships, you know, like even with friends. Like, I have friends I don't talk to anymore, but I, I've had radio for 10 years and change, something like that. It's, it's been a, such an integral part of you for so long, and now, like, like a bullet, it's pulled out. Like, oh, wow, so I guess I just have this void in my skin. Yeah. You know, man? It's, it's like, I don't know, it felt weird the first two or three months that... I had my weekends free that I did not have to drive up to the station, do a show, come back, call it a day. Like it was weird to not have that. And yeah, because routine mo yan eh. Yeah, and again, routine for close to a decade, and it just came to an abrupt end. Yeah. Uh, well, not an abrupt end, uh, but it came to an end. So that happened, um, and yeah, I, I I did my last few shows without any real signs. At nagsabi lang ako na babay na maybe during the last last weekend of sundown so what was the reception like yeah. when, when you said goodbye like um was there was there any fanfare from that that uh loyal listenership you'd built or uh oh yeah at least i can say that there were like at least a dozen or so people that even till today as a as an esports broadcaster like they st- i still recognize their names and they still call me dj leo which is is bittersweet uh and yeah they were sad when i left there but you know, till today, pala maririnig parin nila ako. You know, and that was that was that was that was that was heartwarming. But just the same, 
it was more sad because I had to say goodbye. Right. Was there ever that lingering feeling that, um, you know, I, I wish I got there, I wish I got to the weekday, or I wish I was able to, to break through that wall or whatever, whatever it is? Did you ever have mm-hmm. that annoying at you? Or um, did you eventually find the contentment because you were able to transition into, into casting? But before you answer that question, Leo, let's check out the other shows from PNA like this one. Hey, Chino Liao here, host of the new podcast on Podcast Network Asia called Class Cloud. Now I try to learn about the world through the lives of different professionals each week alongside by another stand-up comedian. The topics are limitless, the jokes are aplenty, only here on Class Cloud. Here's the thing, man. I, I never saw casting as I never saw esports uh, broadcasting as as a as a as a one up. I never used it to one up anybody or anything. I never used it to replace anything. So yeah, deep inside, I'm like, you maybe you could have, maybe you could have, and it's always gonna be a what if, you know. And I think there was a time, uh, especially during my off season in 2019. And what's crazy is, bro. Because of the pandemic, I just gotta say, because of the pandemic, parang walang off season ng esports this year, and I don't know. That, that's a that's a no. That's, that's a, a great side. thing because you're uh, super busy right now, and yeah. radio has changed so much because of the pandemic. Like, yeah, it, it's it's. Oh, uh, I would say yeah. it's changed in a very bad way, a very very bad way. Um, but uh, you know, let, let's keep it to yeah. you. Yeah, people have to pivot in, a, in an interesting way. But yeah, um, so, so I thought about this mostly during my off season last year. So my off season. Uh, in 2019, from 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 my titles or from my leagues, was around now September, October. Parang ito yata off season last year. And dito na isip na parang so yeah, dude. Nine, ten months after radio, like, what if someone offers? Paano may maghanap ulit sao? You know stuff like that. And I always thought about that. And today, like especially in 2020, you're right. I'm we're super busy. Um, never ni ko pa na isip na paano may may radio maghanap sao. Like it never crossed my mind, like in the recent times. So yeah, that's that's how I look at it. It's 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 always gonna be there, always gonna be a what if, and what I have going now is never gonna replace that. Okay, so I've got a couple of questions about being a caster because I I don't know squat about esports. Uh, when it comes to gaming, I'm probably uh, more casual than a casual at best, right? So you're gonna have to help me out here. Um, right. When you say you cover titles, is that is is it kind of like how sportscasters are only able to cover certain sports? Like there are some sportscasters that are only well versed in volleyball and basketball. Better you, uh, they don't really know tennis. So, parang for you, is it like oh, I can only do Tekken, but I can't do NBA 2K? Is that how it is? Yeah, yeah, that's how I treat it. Um, here's the thing: a lot of uh, a lot of the uh, esports broadcasting. Up until very recently, was very grassroots. Karamihan ng kilalang shoutcaster uh, yeah. were not professionally trained. They, it was like the success that they had and the popularity that they have is bred through passion and just grit. And of course, through entertainment. But the science and the craft was never was was never tackled in detail as we would our craft. So. Yeah, as a sportscaster, dude, they've had decades, centuries even maybe, to fi- to figure that shit out, right? But in esports, at least locally, I can say, very recently lang siyang na-focusan. Very recently lang siyang na-develop. 
and I'm yeah. glad to be part of that generation to put our for to put our foot forward, put our foot down, and say, dude, we gotta do this better. There has to be more than more to this than just shouting what's happening. So. Yeah. Yeah, the way I treat my my titles are the same way that a sportscaster would. Like, so let's say. Um, yeah, what are your titles? There is, yeah, I, I I do MOBA, I mobile MOBA and first person, and uh, card games. So that's that's my that's my that's my uh, trinity. Um, which even that 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 in itself is very broad, na. Uh, but the way I treat it, the way I'm able to balance it, is because there are concepts that jump through between each. Uh, title. Uh, it's just the, the proper names and the words that change. So imagine if there was basketball, right? And yeah. you have had your hand in basketball uh, sports casting. Sure. Imagine if there was a sport like basketball, literally almost like basketball, but you just change the rules maybe 20%. Okay. You just change few things. Like instead of the three-point line, there's a four-point line, and then it's like a foot down. Parang ganon. Yeah. And then uh-huh. instead of calling it uh, double dribbling, they call it um, a stumble, something like that. So, parang ganon. Imagine there's another sport like that. I'm pretty sure one Stan C could be able to do that other sport too. It's just a quick tweak. All right. So, parang ganon. That's how I do it. That's how I treat my casting. So, it's the difference between Mobile Legends and Marvel Super War. They have the same okay. board, right? They have the same concepts. Yeah, yeah. I just need to tweak it in my head that, you know, call them the right things. Uh, the strategies change a little bit. The, these are the teams. These are the players. Stuff like that. So, like those those are the concepts that like are that are the foundations. So, what's a day like now for for a shoutcaster or a caster like you, especially now in the time of the pandemic? How does work look like? Because that's something I've always been curious about. Knowing that you guys don't have an off season, uh, you guys are just chugging along even when the world outside is literally on fire. Yep. <laughs> That's stupid, dude. Literally, you know that meme wherein it's like there's a dog on the computer. That was me. Nasusunog sa likod. Yeah, that's me. It's like during the pandemic, me. Anybody got a router? Who has a good router? <laughs> stupid. <laughs> yeah. So um, my my days are usually a mix of um, studying. So studying involves watching uh, previous tournaments and other broadcasts to pick up on like strategies, uh, scout out players, teams. Uh, and then, of course, playing. Uh, I, I devote s- several hours per week to my titles. So every month, yeah, every month, every month, I have like two or three t- focus titles. So these focus titles are the games that I have booked that have a season for the next month or two. So yun yung lalarin ko. Yun yung talaga, I'm gonna put the, the, the grind into these games so that I have the mechanics down. And then, uh, so it's it's studying, it's playing, and then, um, of course, in between that, I have meetings with with the producers, with the uh, with the the, the pr- project managers involved with these leagues. Yeah. Um, rehearsals. Um, there is. Uh, I have to work out. Like since we're all just locked in, right? So I That's work out like flex. four to five times. Four four to five times a week. No, dude, working out is different from the house in the gym. When I was in the gym, pwede pa ako lumaki, alam mo yon. Yeah. But yeah. here it's just. Don't get fat. Right. Like, working out indoors for the past six months has just been make sure your clothes still fit. Bro, who cares? <laughs> All right, I, I'm going to be real with you. Who cares? Like, nobody can see, like, beyond your chest or, or below your chest. Right? In yeah, the ear no. of Zoom meetings and all that, people can't see your yes. nipples, blah, blah, blah. So, like, uh, no, 
you can be bottomless and commando for all I care. Yeah, yeah, but um, I don't know. Like just the same. It's it's weird. It, call it call it pandering or um, I don't know, greater than thou, uh, but right, self righteous. But I want to push esports to that level. Now the broadcasters have to take care of themselves to a certain degree. Okay, that makes you know, sense. Like, all the sense be a, in the world. Be a, be a good representative of the community. So I want to make working out a part of my, my routine. And yeah, you want to be able to fit in those suits comfortably. Yeah, um, yeah. Totally, totally. Yeah, I, so I, I, think I, I know what you're trying to say. Na parang, yeah. I guess for a lot of us in the wrestling community, naman, na we're trying to shed that image, na, the stereotype of the loser who lives in his mom's basement. So I think yeah. that's what you're trying to get at as well. Correct me if I'm wrong, though. No, yeah, definitely, definitely. Na, ang image ng... Pinoy Mobile Legends player is thus, thus, thus. No. Right. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm what the Mobile Legends player looks like. Diba? Like, change that. So, um, there's that. So, uh, what else? Uh, I have my own place. Like, so, that's the thing about being a esportscaster is if you live with someone or, or you're with your family, expect that it's going to be difficult because a lot of our broadcasts and a lot of the stuff that we do kind of get in the way of, of interacting with people. Okay. So, you know how people have trouble now with online meetings and online yeah. classes. That's why they're and dance Yep. So stuff like that. So I have to take care of that. So I, I I do the dishes, chores, cook, and everything. Yeah. So you moved out. Congrats, man. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I've been out for the past three years now, and I'm so glad. I'm so happy because again, it's been a very tough year, and, and my family's super supportive. Uh. I love my mom and pops to bits because they get it. And yeah. I can only go home, like, since the pandemic, I've only been home to our, our, our family house uh, in Pasig for, what, twice? Twice since uh -huh. then? And they get it. And I'm super glad that they don't pressure me to come home all the more. Hey, I mean, and you're making so money out of something you're super passionate about and something you're really good at. So I don't think there's, there's anything to, uh, to complain about. Yeah, and, and, and I'm, I'm mostly self-sufficient. So... Again, they just have to make. They're just. They just make sure that are you paying your bills? Are you still eating? Okay, good. So I'm glad that that they trust that you know my video games and me shouting at it is enough to keep me alive. So <laughs> there's that, and um, yeah, like that's 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 what the day. In, that's what a regular day is. I know I'm broadcast, but yeah. when there's a broadcast, yeah, I'm 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 like this for six to eight hours, like pow, Jesus. like that. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Last couple of questions as we wind down here. You were part of the Pioneer Esports coverage team for the most recent SEA Games, right? I think that was the first SEA Games where esports was a category. That's true, yes. So how was that like? It was crazy. It was um, it was both it was both amazing cuz cuz you feel the you feel the grandeur, you know? Like all the real sportscasters, we were in the same green room as they were and they were just as curious and they were just as skeptic. Alam mo yun, parang you know that they're curious why you're there, but they kind of understand and they're asking you what it's like also. Yeah. And we were also pretty lost. We were like, so this is the big league. So this is legit, huh? So we didn't alam. Like we were mostly just kids, right? We, we were just, all right. Um, so uh, it was. It was. I'm glad that they welcomed us, and uh, and I'm glad that the coverage was was well received. Because I think esports was was also streamed online, uh, and it was also shown on TV because it was TV5 
uh, in their studio, Novaliches, was covering that. And I think that feed was being sent over to other networks as well because that's what they Because TV5 was the official... And you were the uh, only guys. Like, I don't think any of the other networks had uh, an esports team. Yeah, in English at least. Yes, in English at least. Because I know that for other titles, they were syndicated by other networks as well. But yeah, for English and for most titles, yeah, we were the only ones. So that was, that was pretty big. Historic. It was great. It felt great. But just the same, it felt like, you know, it was a responsibility. Kasi nga kayo yung So, there's two thoughts in my mind is, I hope we do great kasi kami una. And I hope they cut us some slack kasi kami una. <laughs> right. I, I just remember um, watching coverage of the SEA Games after my radio show and hoping na whichever one would come on TV would be covered by you. Kasi I, I didn't know squat about the titles or whatever. Yeah. So, I didn't know when you would be on. I, I never got to catch you, and that was probably yeah. my one regret of having watched the most recent Sea Games. But dude, I'm I'm hella proud of of what you've done and where you've gotten yourself in your career. Like, um, it, it's kind of funny now looking back at it. Like a few years ago, uh, we were in a meeting, Taiyong mga mellow DJs, mm-hmm. and then uh, we were being told to focus on our brand yeah. and to really build on that, yeah. and that that brand, no matter how niche, was what would take you places and you had the most niche brand uh, among all of us there, and you're the one who's a regular fixture on people's screens now. So um, if that's not an achievement, I don't know what is, dude. Oh, thank you. I, I appreciate that. But um, yeah, there, there's still a lot of work to be done. And I guess that's... that's. I hate to call it a key to success because, again, by saying I'm a success story, that means it's over. But I, I don't believe it's over. And I think there's a lot that I can that we can still do you know, on this earth. So I think one key to, to keep going, there you go, that's, that's what I'll use. One key to keep going is to always redefine your goals, to always say there's something more to be done here. And yeah, you, you could say I was, one of the more peop- I was one of the more niche personalities or brands that, that were super niche. Uh, but yeah, I got to be honest with you, man. I always felt pretty shaky when we were in those meetings because I always be like, I don't know, maybe it was just a lack of people to appreciate it. Na ito yung gusto ko. Kasi nga, it was, such an, it was such a different age group in there. But... No, I'm with you, man. Yeah. Like, I'm the wrestling guy. Like, yeah. the, the two of us had yeah. the, the most niche and out there interests. So, I, I totally yeah, understand what you're saying. Yeah, so... Whenever I would leave these prod meetings, I was all like, so did I achieve anything? <laughs> it's like... So, I guess I just go back to what Look I was doing. Look at you now, doing. man. But... Yeah, no, thank you. I appreciate that. It's just that I know for sure na ngayon, being in the industry of esports, uh, being uh, one of the many people working hard, for sure. I know a lot of guys uh, that I am colleagues with and like some of our superiors, the people who hire us, people we work with, that we're all still pushing forward. So again, compared to radio, that's been around for hundreds of years now, I think. Uh, esports is so young that even, even I could make waves still. So yeah, that's that's where we are now. Uh, it's 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 a big responsibility. I could I could literally just shit the bed and quit tomorrow. But uh, hopefully, you know, with with guidance and again experience from where we came from, uh, we do it right. We do yeah, something. One good. day you'll be the grumpy old man, ranting and uh, getting all pissed off with all these young whippersnappers. <laughs> <laughs> that's me. That's me next week. Uh, no, that's me tomorrow. I got something big starting tomorrow, and it's going to be day one of the rest of my life. So that's going to be crazy. All right. All right. Uh, time for you to put yourself over, man. If the listeners want to follow you, see your work, 
see what uh what what else is it that you see the things that you do to you know to, to get that bag and all that uh where can people find you and where can people yeah, do definitely. your your coverage um, I, I share everything that i'm on uh over on my facebook page that's uh leo casts ph uh on on facebook um also on twitter and instagram leo casts ph uh, i think the most uh one of the few recent things you're gonna see there if you do guys uh, check me out um will be the madrigal project and that is uh an initiative of mine it is a uh, free uh online experience sharing course i don't want to call it uh, a learning course or anything because people have ex- expectations from that but essentially it is a way for new esports talents to learn from active uh professionals and uh, yeah, help them out in the industry. So essentially, it's like the SOJ program all over again. And and I picked up from from our mentors, and I just want to do the same here. And if, if it made one Stancy and it made uh, one Dan Kubangay, then and it made like a few others that just missed the mark. Okay, na yon. Basta merong matulungan, you know. So that's that's currently what I'm working on besides work. Uh, and regular broadcasting is is the Madrigal project, and I hope it pulls through. So yeah, day one starts. Tomorrow, September 9th, from when this is recorded, and, and we'll see. Wave one is locked in, man. I'm so excited. I'm scared, but uh, I'm also uh, raring to go. Hey, you know, I, I just gotta say again, super proud of everything you've achieved. You've come a long, long way, you know, from from the kid that I knew back then. And I'm just glad that we still get to hang out, we still get to talk, and like I've I've seen you at the wrestling viewing parties that we used to attend back when the world was not on fire, you know, and and yeah. that you're still able to chug along. On this never-ending train that you call esports, I'm just really happy for all your success. Congratulations, brother! I love you, and um, keep doing the good work that you're doing, man. Love it. Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. Everything, man. We're gonna keep going. We're gonna keep uh, fighting the good fight. Thanks again to my man Dan Kubangai or DJ Leo, however you know him best, for hanging out with me here on deck and sharing his story of how he was able to transition from a career in radio and a full-time job to the wonderful world of esports as a caster. If you're enjoying these stories about radio personalities, both past and present, keep following me here on deck. Subscribe to the podcast. Keep downloading the episodes. We upload them every Wednesday or Thursday on Spotify and wherever you get your favorite podcasts, or follow me on Twitter at underscore Stan C. That is the same handle on Instagram, and I'm on Kumu now as well. Follow me at Stan C. That's right, no underscore, just at Stan C on Kumu. It's going to be really important because I'm cooking up something special together with the Podcast Network Asia family this October. I'll tell you more when the details have been ironed out, but for now, just follow your boy at Stan C., We'll be bringing some version of On Deck to Kumu. This, I promise you. All right? Now, before I get out of here, gotta let you know about the other podcast that I'm working on here on Podcast Network Asia. That's called the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. This week, we've got the audio-only version. It's an interview with three of the members of Parok and Edgar. We've got Dari Semanya, Gab Chiki, and Dindin Moreno joining us on the pod We talked about The Order Taker, the music video, how it all came together, and how their love of pro wrestling was able to find its way into their music. So that's available on Spotify right now. And tomorrow, after this podcast is up, you can check us out on our live stream on Kumu at 7 p.m. We've got our usual live wrestling talk, and we'll also be telling you about the new format of the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. So go check us out. Follow us at Wrestling2XPod on Twitter. On Kumu, it's at Wrestling Wrestling Pod. And on Instagram, it's the whole thing at Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. 
That's going to do it for this episode of On Deck. Huge thanks to Babyface producer Nikai Lucanias for helping me put this together. And thanks as well to the wonderful family over at Podcast Network Asia for keeping these podcasts running and helping us monetize them because it's not enough that we're able to have this platform to tell our stories and be our most authentic selves. It helps that we can make a little bit of change out of that too, especially in the time of the pandemic. And so to everyone at the PNA fam working double time and overtime to put a little bit of money in our pockets, thank you, thank you so much from the bottom of my heart and from the heart of my bottom or the bottom of my wallet, whichever one works best. Don't forget to register to vote. Check out VotePilipinas.com to find out how you can be a voter, especially if you're a first-time voter in your district. And with that, I'm ending episode 10 of On Deck. Next week on the show, I'm talking to veteran sportscaster Noel Zarate, who you may know best from PBA Radio or as a court announcer or as a sportscaster for leagues like the PBA, the ABL, and the PSL. Until next time, my name is Stan C. saying thank you very much for listening and I hope I've earned the privilege of your time. 